Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Roundtable, coming to you live from Beijing. I'm He Yang, and good as always to have you with us. The pandemic has made us all familiar with the pros and cons of remote work. Now, in a post-pandemic world, a hybrid system of allowing employees a few days a week in the office and days of working from home has taken hold in some companies in the U.S., U.K., New Zealand, and so on. But it's still less common in the Chinese workplace. Why the discrepancy? And a popular Chinese toy maker has just debuted its theme park in Beijing. Will it successfully merge storytelling and the real life experience? For today's program, I'm joined by Xing Yu and Brandon Yates in the studio. And Brandon, have you been、uh, doing more of the sports stories? Is it on the sideline? Yeah, yeah, yeah.、Um, <laughs> Recently, so, yeah. So I'm the host of the Sideline Story podcast.、Uh, at the moment, it's the number one English podcast in China according to Chartable. So that's、wow. quite a nice title that we've gotten recently.、Um, and yeah, I produce and host the sports news on the Beijing Hour. All right, so you are the sports person to go to. That's how I brand <laughs> myself, the sports guy of、um, uh, CRI. Uh, yes,、yeah. and、uh, of CMG these、yeah. days, and、uh, we also like to hear what you have to say about all kinds of other interesting topics that are happening in China and around the world. And also for today's program, we have Xingyu here, and you've done plenty of research for today's show. <laughs> <laughs> and we've heard from listeners that Xingyu's wonderful and gentle voice、oh, is、so、truly、nice. captivating.、Oh, so. Thank you, guys. Oh, <laughs> it's wonderful to have you guys on the show, and let's get right to it. Yes. Recently, one more Chinese company has embarked on a hybrid work trial, seeking to explore a cooler way of working. Now, increasingly, as we put COVID in the rearview window, we can't help but wonder: Is remote work here to stay, at least to some extent? And why is it just so difficult to make our work schedules a bit more flexible in the Chinese workplace? So. First of all, Xingyu, let's go to you.、Yeah. Tell us the experiment here this time. Initially, I say it's been tried and tested elsewhere. Okay, so、um, one of the largest online travel platforms in China, Chunar,、um, recently launched the trial of a hybrid work model, and its company CEO Liu Chunlian wrote in an email to the staff saying that the trial seeks to achieve work-life balance among employers. So in it's in the email he wrote, quote unquote,、um, especially after experiencing the three years of pandemic, we have really come to realize the importance of families, and、uh, many employers. Years working and living in the big city of Beijing, some have to endure long commutes.、Um, in some cases, they have to go through two hours of commute,、mm. and also they have to experience the high rents、uh, of living in the suburban、uh, in the in the downtown area. Just to jump in quickly, I'll tell you a fun <laughs> fact about the commutes in Beijing. I、yeah. read something recently that said Beijing has the longest average commute of workers globally. So it really is an issue in this city in particular、um, that commute to and from work. Yeah, so that's one of the factors、um, the CEO of this company considers、uh, that will have an impact on the happiness level of the employee employees. So they are having this kind of hybrid work model,、um, so to give employers a, an option to choose whether where you want to work. So how does this trial work?、Um, it 
started uh, in late October and it will last for eight months until the end of June next year. And regular employees are able to participate in this trial. And um, the, this experiment is uh, d- is about dividing these employees into four groups. Okay. So for uh, group A, there will be no remote work. And for group B, you will have just one day of remote work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's typically on Fridays. And for group C, you're able to have two days of remote work on Wednesdays and Fridays. And for group D, you'll have three days of remote work. The people in group A can't be too happy. <laughs> <laughs> but how these groups are divided are not um, yet uh, disclosed to, to the outside media. So we don't know how, how you decide you are in which group. Yeah. So that's kind of the unpredictable and fun part of the experiment, I guess. Right. Well, certainly it has a lot to do with the kind of work you're engaged in. Because yeah. uh, let's say with what we do, um, and also let's just bear in mind for the last three years, so many workers in China, mostly I would say office workers, have endured some type of remote work. Mm. And it's not like news here, but mm. also it's not news that we've just quietly returned back into the physical workplace. And let's just say with the line of work that we are in, um, yes, it's always preferred and recommended that we do this in the studio in person when you can see each other's reaction and have this uh can, and you can feel the sparks and the chemistry in the room, yeah. that kind of thing, despite the fact that, you know, during the height of the pandemic, we were doing the show remotely uh, on the Internet for some time. So um, for you, Brendan, mm. you're from South Africa, Af- South Africa. Yeah. Yes. South Africa. And. Does this sound a little bit trite to you? It's like, you know, we're, we've been doing this for so long and here you're still talking about a trial and experiment. Um, should, should that be rebranded or whatnot? So how do you feel about this new story when you first saw it? Hybrid in particular is very common in South Africa um, for a variety of reasons. We obviously have our own unique problems. Um, for example, for the last couple of years, we've had massive issues in terms of petrol price mm-hmm. um, and also long commutes to and from work because we don't have you know the subway we don't have um, excellent buses we don't have great public transport in South Africa so most people rely on cars so getting to and from work became very expensive and it takes a very long time as well because our infrastructure is also quite limited so it can take people sometimes up to two or three hours to get to to work so Mm. companies were finding that employees were very unhappy about the long commute times and about the money that they had to spend on petrol So hybrid work became very popular um, with that in mind and, of course, with the pandemic. And I've had quite a lot of experience with hybrid work and remote work myself. Um, And me personally, I find that I perform better when I'm working from home in a quiet (laughs) environment where I'm not distracted by conversation, Mm. um, you know, how I look, you know, how I sound, that kind of thing where I can just sit in my room and focus on what I'm doing. Um, I agree to a certain extent with what you said with the work that we do. It definitely is more impactful, I think, to be together in person and kind of feed off each other. Mm. But it definitely is still possible, I think, to produce outstanding quality work remotely. Mm. Um, So yeah, it has its pros and cons. But in terms of from my South African perspective, hybrid work and remote work is definitely nothing new. And I think it can be done successfully if certain protocols are followed 
One thing that is difficult, though, I think, is managing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for managers of employees, it becomes a little bit more difficult to kind of facilitate people's work when they are not in the office. Mm-hmm. So it definitely has its pros and cons. Yes, definitely. And what are the internet users saying here in China? Because uh, yes, we've all been through this more or less. Yeah. And um, yeah, right can- after mm-hmm. the news, um, related topics such as can flexible working arrangements improve work efficiency? Or do you prefer working from home or office? These kind of topics really swept Chinese social media <laughs> platforms recently, and Chinese news platform Toutiao then launched a poll on Weibo, Chinese equivalent equivalent of Twitter, and the result shows that 45% of online users they preferred working from home.、Um, they think it's a way to balance their work and life,、mm. and. Uh, 26% of them preferred working from office, so that they want to separate work、mm. from their personal life. Interesting. And another 26% they preferred hybrid work model, um, three、uh, plus two or four plus one model. It means you get to choose、uh, two days of remote work or one days. One day remote work in a week.、Right. So it seems like quite a large percentage yes, yes. prefer hybrid and remote、yeah. work, which is quite interesting, considering it is such a rarity. It seems in China. <laughs> yes, and that's something we can talk about. And certainly, Chunar is not the first company that has tried this out.、Uh, I'm not sure if we've discussed this before on the show, but Sea Trip. Sea Trip. Yes, that's、mm. an another travel. Company、um, mm-hmm. that's very much based on the internet these days、um, has already tried this thing out. And how did it go? Yeah. So last year in March, the company、uh, initiated this three pl- three plus two work model.、Uh, so after a year, they、uh, they released this data about the. Performance of the employees, and actually, sixty-six percent of the employees applied for hybrid work within that period,、mm-hmm. and around twenty percent of them applied for Wednesdays, and about thirty percent of them applied for Fridays, and approximately fifteen percent of them applied for both days. And what's what's interesting for me that is that male employees applied more than female counterparts. That's so <laughs> counterintuitive. <laughs> Why? Why, Brandon? I think for. Me, we. I mean, look. Not saying that women don't have a lot going on, but men,、mm. I suppose, have a lot of things that they like to do away from the office that you can't necessarily do in office. For me, for example,、um, exercising comes into it. So、uh-huh. being able to work from home and kind of dictate when you go to the gym, when you go for a run, when you eat, when you sleep. Um, that would definitely be something beneficial for me. I don't know if women kind of feel the same way. I mean, they have a lot of other things to to cope with, also exercising, managing a social life, managing potentially children, that kind of thing. So I don't see why more、mm. men would just, benefit from it. Yeah, I just thought of one possible reason is、yeah. because of the type of work、mm. male employees and female employees they are doing.、Mm-hmm. I think, in, especially in this company, male employees are more likely to do these technical jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, compare with female counterparts, so、um, they are more likely because these kind of technical jobs you can do it at home. Yeah, and yeah, isolation so- probably. Uh, allows them to focus more on what they're doing,、mm. I suppose, as opposed to being distracted by colleagues and you know talk. <laughs> and I suppose those sorts of jobs probably are、yeah. performed better alone. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's sure. really interesting because um, if you look at international studies from multiple countries, the U.S., U.K., uh, New Zealand, etc., they all t- uh, tend to say that it benefits women, or shall I say, those who have child who mm. take up more of the child rearing responsibilities benefit more from flexible work slash yep. hybrid work. Mm-hmm. And there's this also this really interesting study that came out just last month. Uh, looking at uh, the, the San Juan region, which is a very small um, town, I would think, but in uh, Washington State in the U.S. Don't ask me why I come across these like <laughs> just trivial but interesting news stories. Um, it found that most people, um, when they're on their day off, or um, well, a lot of people have a uh, benefited from the four-day work week mm. as such. So right. on the day when they're not in the office and they they don't need to work, they're mostly looking after children. So mm. so it's really interesting, you know, if you look at this in a long term from a sociology kind of a point of view, then when parents have more time to spend with their children, that is really good for society, yeah. you know. But but so yeah, there are a lot of studies out there which are already reflecting the results of these kind of flexible work arrangements. And I just don't understand why women aren't really or we're not given the opportunity as such, or or something went on there that you're not really seizing this opportunity or yeah. the way you like to. Really. Maybe women just prefer more traditional work scenarios and work hours. No, it's not mm. like, oh, sorry. I just, I, I just <laughs> no, have I'm to just, jump I'm in. Just, I'm, it's, it's I'm not, curious. I don't know what the yeah. answer is. Also, yeah. it's like, you know, did did we seize the opportunity when, when it came about? Did you hear the news or were you like quick to jump at the opportunity or, or something happened because around the world it's so bloody maybe obvious. they just weren't told about this opportunity that's what i'm wondering you know yeah so th- yeah. there's a lot to talk about um, yeah. when it yeah. comes to such issues yeah and what else stood out to me is that this kind of hybrid work model saved more than 300,000 hours of commuting time wow. you know in sea trip uh, in total during that mm. period and it resulted in cumulative carbon emissions reductions of over 400 tons so it definitely had some um, benefits on this environmental level mm. i think a big part of it also has to be a mentality shift I think the future of working is going to be look it's not about how many hours you put in it's about mm. getting the work done, done. I think that's the most important thing we need to keep in <laughs> Say mind. Say that again. Yeah. yeah. Let's just make sure everybody hears that. <laughs> but, it is, but I mean, but it is, a, I think it's quite a big mentality shift for companies to make, especially companies that have been established for long periods of time and have figured out that certain ways of working have worked for them for mm-hmm. a long period of time. So shifting that mentality, I think, even though it is logical, I think it sometimes is quite an adjustment to make. Yeah, sure. And also, um, in comparison, you know, to this trial phase of C-Trip, mm-hmm. um, the number of managers who support this kind of hybrid work model also increased by 10%. So in the initial phase, I think many of the employers, they were skeptical mm-hmm. about this kind of uh, employees doing remote work because they cannot see how they're doing. Um, but mm-hmm. over time, I think um, the result shows that managers, they are now believing that hybrid work model doesn't negatively impact their uh, performance on, on, on their jobs. And also employees they believe that work from home is more efficient than working from office one thing about hybrid and remote work that i think also needs to be considered is that it probably isn't very effective for new employees i think Mm -hmm. new employees that come into a company need to work on site 
or at least have someone facilitating their work on a daily basis for the first month, I would say. Mm. So I think new employees or people joining a new company, I think that needs to be kind of separated from them. They need that on-hand, in-person training, or at least someone to facilitate them remotely on a daily basis, someone that's dedicated to them entirely. Yeah, that's really interesting. And I remember reading this article from the U.S. about um, all these Gen Z workers who've uh, joined the workforce in the last three years. And um, a lot of these um, newbies um, or young workers, <laughs> they simply don't know how to interact with people in the office. Or let's say when you go for a business lunch, oh, that can be the most awkward oh, thing. Because yeah. on the one hand, you're like, is that spinach stuck? Is that piece of stem- uh, spinach stuck? <laughs> Stuck on my tooth, or should, should I check? Um, and also, you're trying to have this professional, semi-professional conversation with people that you you hope to establish like networking relationships with or whatnot. So, how do you carry yourself yeah. in those kind of um, real life um, scenarios? Scenarios, um, and has that you know work aspect to it. So it can be a little bit tricky, and people are just trying to get used to it or learn the ropes now. And it's interesting to see how they are going about it. But also, I want to ask you guys this this question that's been bothering me for a very long time, because on this show, we look at uh, stories uh, and discussions in China and outside, and what seems to be such a common thing in so many international settings, but it seems to be still so rare in China to have these um, flexible work arrangements. Although some multinational companies here in China, they do that, and a number of, of Chinese companies might have done it, but still, they're the in the in the minority to 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 say for sure. Yeah, um, in my opinion, I really think that the hybrid or remote work model uh, is not suitable for every industry. For you sure. should look at um, what kind of job employees do, especially for manufacturing or construction or services industry. You remote have construction to, <laughs> worker. <laughs> yeah, remote work doesn't work for them. You have to be there on site. Yeah. So. Um, but isn't that the same everywhere? Yeah, everywhere. Yeah. But in China, I am guessing uh, we have we have a larger uh, p- p- uh, percentage of such industries in China. Mm-hmm. That's one of my guesses. And also, uh, yeah. S- sorry, another another <laughs> thing is that I just think China is also expanding and growing probably faster than any other country in the world, mm. particularly when it comes to like construction and infrastructure. Yeah. So I guess there are just more people in that industry potentially than other countries in the world. That's part of it, but there's still a huge, um, still what um, the economy hopes to do is to grow service industry. And you look at so many office workers, um, you know, um, no need for a definition there, but they seem to be voicing their woes online saying, oh, I wish my boss is seeing this. Oh, I wish (laughs) my boss is listening to this episode of Roundtable, possibly (laughs) about remote work and the benefits of it. Of course, we show the other side as well. I think it goes back to that mentality shift. Maybe a lot of these companies are struggling to shift away from a certain way of working that has been successful for a long period of time. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what I was also thinking because that w- that used to be the norm of you know you know working from office. That's the mm. norm of the work culture in China. So mm. um, during that period of COVID, we had to w- uh, work remotely because we had no other choice. We had to um, avoid a kind of uh, to cont- to being contaminated by the virus mm-hmm. and, or anything. And then 
uh, everything goes back to normal after this pandemic. So in the post-pandemic era, I think it's kind of a, a natural and normal thing for decision makers to believe that we should go back to you know office routines because it worked for so long. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I suppose the uh, work. Place cultural inertia is simply deeply rooted in our routine, in the thinking of those in power and making these decisions. So there's definitely a strong preference for physical presence in the workplace. Some employers, employees simply, well, some employees as well, but for different for different reasons though, uh, simply prefer the collaborative and social aspects of in-person work and believe that it's more conducive to creativity and maybe team. Dynamics. Also, there is the factor of management control. Some Chinese employers are concerned about ma- maintaining control, mm-hmm. I suppose, mm-hmm. over the workforce and ensuring that employees are productive. And the physical presence of employees in the office is seen as a way to monitor and manage their performance more closely. And I remember. Uh, shouldn't make it so personal. Let's say a friend said this. Okay, so during COVID, when you know, sadly, um, due to um, mask mandates, uh, work mandates, etc., and then everybody was staying at home and doing work, and then in the group chat, apparently the boss of that team got really mad because he was trying to look for one of the employees ah. and uh, at a maybe at like eleven thirty, which is like at night. No, no, 11.30. Oh, yeah. uh, yes, okay. it, it wasn't even at night. So 11.30 lunchtime. Right. So, you know, it's a tricky time. Mm. It's like it's you're almost uh, it's almost about time that you're dismissed to have lunch. Mm. But, you know, the boss was, had something really urgent and was looking for an employee and couldn't find her. And apparently she went for a haircut and she did not <laughs> pick up the phone for like an hour or something. And um, and then everybody in the t- in the group chat was like bummer you know this is a bad apple that's ruined it for everyone because right shame but 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 these things are you know it's bound to happen because not everybody's gonna follow the rules to the books and 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 all that stuff so then yeah i remember like so okay no my friend remembered that a lot of these um people sort of like started talking like Mm. on on wechat 101 Um, and saying like oh why did she do that you know yeah yeah an easy solution to those problems is just to say to the group hey guys i'm going for a haircut won't be available for the next hour (laughs) oh man (laughs) yeah that's gonna happen no no but honestly that's uh, uh, in maybe it's different in china but in south africa that's how it would work so if someone was going to an appointment or if someone was going out for an hour or two you just message the group let everybody know that you won't necessarily be available for the next hour Oh, okay. Yeah, but that's right. what I'm saying. Maybe it's different in South Africa because yeah. we may be a little bit more flexible. Yeah. yeah. So, so, like, you know, when when it's work hours and you're you're given the so-called autonomy, you're supposed to be working. But without the watchful eyes on you, we all know what humans tend to do. But then again, doesn't that also take away the notion that you set your own hours when you work remotely and in a, hi- a hybrid setting? Because... My you're at home, but you're still about... sticking to like work work hours. Like, what, what's the point of working from home then? Well, well, my my friend, who said about setting your own hours? Yeah. What when when it's working hours, your time belongs to the company, and you're supposed to be. You should be doing all company work. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you're supposed to be doing. I don't know. Maybe maybe South Africa's a bit more yeah. flexible in that sense because when people are working from home or in a remote or hybrid setting, the focus st- shifts away from work hours, and it becomes more about 
completing tasks by the end of the day. So if you're not available for three hours for whatever reason, that seems to be okay, just as long as you complete your daily tasks. Mm. I think that's also one of the downsides of remote work, you know, um, because your managers or employers expect you to be always on twenty four seven, or not maybe twenty four seven, or just Pretty on much. the working hours. Mm. Yeah, especially when you are working remotely, and a lot of remote workers they. Uh, report that they have experienced this kind of digital burnout yes. because you have to respond to your manager's messages as quickly as possible. <laughs> you don't want to delay that message, otherwise your supervisors might might sus- might be suspicious about what you are doing. Yeah, you know? and, and the tragic truth uh, in the eyes of employees is that <laughs> when remote work was the norm, then there is simply no boundaries between work and life mm, because right, right. you're and thanks to the internet, your smartphone slash so many mm-hmm. messaging apps that we're on, and then your boss could find you whenever, and you don't even have an excuse anymore. Yeah, and it all <laughs> just got so quiet. <laughs> no, I, I don't know how much time we have left to 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 focus on this topic, but I think that maybe because China is a little bit behind in the sense that remote work and uh, hybrid work is not that common. Honestly, a lot of countries around the world. I mean, I've worked for U.S. companies, South African companies. They've figured out these problems. And the mentality has shifted away from just trying to get responses from employees immediately and making sure everybody's on all of the time to, hey, just be available when you need to be available and complete the tasks by a certain time. Yeah, just just preach to the choir. Like, yeah. like, like tell everyone this because <laughs> I think there's definitely a lot of change could happen. But also with remote work, I think it comes from a obvious place of privilege like you guys mentioned because it's mostly office work mm. that can be done remotely 